Hey Property Jammers, it's Niall here from Property Jam Podcast and this week is our 101st episode and we're very, very excited to share that with you and as a little thank you, a little treat for you guys that have been following us and been with us since the very beginning and even for those that haven't, uh, we thought we would share a little episode from the very beginning which was episode number two called Tenant Stories. There are some cracking tenant stories in this that we thought it would be really worth our while sharing it again with you guys so you can get a good laugh out of it. Please also feel free to share your tenant stories with us. Drop us an email, connect with us on Instagram um, and let us know what your crazy tenant stories are. So I really hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you back here next week. This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Hello! Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Property Jam. Talking about all things on the human side of property. How are we all doing? Doing good. How are you? Very well, thank you. I'm also good. Enjoying the summer. Yeah, the summer well, was been... a good day. That summer day. Yeah, it was a great day. Yes. <laughs> Remember, this is coming out in September. Yeah, when the summer will be long forgotten. Well, yeah, uh, but hopefully we might have a, a longer summer period. Hmm. But well, you never know. Well, it's normally nice in September, isn't it? Sorry, have we joined the Weather Channel? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're British, right? We have to. That's talk speak about for yourself. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Imposter. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, so yes, obviously we will do a dedicated episode for the weather. Well, actually, it plays a lot into your property journey, doesn't it? Oh yeah, we had delays on a project this year because of the weather. Same. I've had it. Um, the opposite of the good weather, we had the bad weather. Snow. Really, it the was... opposite of the good is the bad. Yeah. Well, exactly. I'm learning so much today. You're a smart man. Oh yeah. <laughs> so snow. So snow. So snow. So snowy. Okay, I feel like we need to actually talk about what we're supposed to be talking about on this That's episode. That's a really good idea. That's <laughs> a really good idea because I'm getting bored in... already. I know. Shall you introduce it? Okay, so today's Property Jam is going to be all around tenants. And interesting tenant stories, things that have gone really right, things that have gone potentially a little bit wrong. Funny yes. things. Funny the, things that we've seen. The good, the bad and the ugly. And Definitely the ugly. I can share a lot <laughs> about the ugly. <laughs> I think we've all got a few of them. <laughs> Okay, so where shall we begin? Shall we start with something really, really good and positive? <laughs> <laughs> so lots of that then. <laughs> Surely one of us has got a positive tenant story. A positive tenant story. Okay. Well, I guess a positive tenant story is a tenant that moves in and stays for an awful long time. Yeah. That's we positive. Just, oh, we just have one of those move out. Oh. I've been, in, been with us for two years in an HMO room, so we're very, very happy about that. And which uh, is quite unusual for that length of time in a HMO room. It is, and uh, you know they've gone through you know a lot of stuff in that property. You know, dealing with difficult you know maintenance and things like that. So, um, and they and they stuck with it, and so yeah, they say so, yeah he's just moved out. Another positive thing is that his room has already been relet, so that's okay. a positive, mm-hmm. and. Um, another positive thing that's happened this week, um, our letting agent sent a photo of a 21st birthday. So um, the, the agent put a cake in the, uh, 
in the communal space of, of our eight bed HMO, and they had put on a party for her. So, um, yeah, so it was really, really nice. I saw a photo of the 21 um, big balloons. Um, so, yeah, so we like a happy house. Well, yeah, Definitely. look after your tenants because they're the people that are paying your wages. Well, yeah, and actually, you've got me thinking about happy tenant stories. And I had one where we just done uh, a renovation. This was just a baby buy to let. Um, it was nothing fancy, but the house did look absolutely gorgeous by the end of it. And our letting agent was very impressed when he walked around. And given on it's on a pretty undesirable street in Grimsby. Um, nothing against Grimsby, but it's, it's a bit grim up north. Grim up there in particular. Emphasis on the grim. On the grim. And uh, tenant walked in. And not too bad. Let's just say we've got nothing against Grimsby. Oh, God, no. Well, I've got family there, so I definitely can't be that offensive. Or maybe that legitimizes me being slightly offensive. I've never actually been it. there, so I can't comment. Same. It's an interesting day out. But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, this tenant in particular uh, apparently wandered in and she ran around the house and she said, oh, I absolutely love it. This is my forever home. Is she still there? Yes. Oh. And her three boys, large teenage boys, um, and apparently, uh, according to all the inspection reports, is really looking after it. And in fact, I met her because um, I went up for the re-evaluation and she let me in and she wandered around the house and showed me the whole thing. Everything she'd done with it, where she'd placed cushions, how she'd arranged it. She, It was absolutely gorgeous. And she just said, I'd like to just extend a personal thank you to you for giving me my dream home. Wow. And the reason it's her dream home is because it's on a street where her family lives. So this is a social housing strategy. So this was a buy to let as part of that and uh, so she's on benefits and her brother literally lives around the corner she has cousins local to her and her parents live on the same street and they mm. provide her with you know the, the necessary support so it's just perfect and I can envisage her being there for a very long time so I was very pleased to be able to give her a nice home that's really cool because I think um, a lot of times we hear so much so many stories and so much information about HMOs and how sexy they are and how much money you can make and service accommodation is great but at the end of the day buy to lets are still a good uh, good income strategy yeah. um, they're set and forget people move in they make it their home um, and you've got a, an asset for life that's right one thing we do actually is um, in our buy to lets where appropriate uh, we allow pets so uh, that also, uh, so we've got one tenant in particular, I remember he, he was going through a bit of a hard time, um, was struggling to pay the rent. And um, so we were trying to work with him because as a, as a landlord, we know if a tenant's going to struggle to pay the rent, you're more likely to get the money more easily if you work with them yeah. to structure a payment plan rather than evict them and take them to court because then you generally end up with not a lot right. or a court order and it's hard to then to claw back. So yeah. um, so we had this conversation <clears throat> with him and uh, yeah, he had a difficult time, broken up with his girlfriend, had lost his job, blah, 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 and um, but got a new one. Uh, he really wanted to get a dog because he dealt with dogs quite a lot in the past. He's quite a young guy. I uh, really want to get a dog, and um, we kind of ummed and nod and thought, well, actually, yeah, okay, you you can have a dog. Um, it is uh, next to another property of ours that we've got, so there was a bit of concern about whether one property could um, annoy another with barking, etc. Um, but all the tenants in those two properties um, love the dog. Oh, so we so we we allowed the dog, and uh, I discovered recently that the dog's got its own Instagram account. As oh well. my god, I love it That's when dogs amazing. have. I love it when yeah. pets have their own Insta accounts. It cracks me up. So, uh, but but I, I think, um, with that in mind, uh, you know, he's going to stay for a very long time. Yeah. Um, because you know, we've allowed that, we've worked with him, and and he might find it difficult to find another property that will actually allow his pet. 
um, especially given the size of it. Mm. Oh, the dog. The dog. It's a big dog. It's a big dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a very acute and lovely one. So, uh, yeah. So, again, as I said, he is now sorting out his arrears. He's overpaying every month and um, that will soon be cleared. Mm. And then he'll be back to, to paying the rent um, as normal. That's yeah. amazing. I think it's amazing, actually, that so many landlords out there are as anti-pet as they are, that there's no flexibility there. And I think often some of the most positive stories come from tenants who are just so grateful that you've allowed them to have what they consider often to be a family member live in the home. And actually, uh, we received a request just just this week, actually. Uh, he wants to kind of touch up the walls, repaint it in the same colours, because um, he's saying that you know, the dog does leave marks on the walls. Mm. Yeah. So he wants to do it at his own expense. He wants to do it now. The dog's expense. Because <laughs> he, he can see that, you know, if he moves out, when the the, the walls are scuffed or, you know, discoloured because the dog's leaning against the wall. How big is this dog? Is it like a human? Is it like a ten- Should it be, be paying its own rent? I don't really know. You've not seen you, it? I, I, no, I have seen it. Oh, right. But I don't know what, brand, what breed it is. Brand? What brand, <laughs> what brand of dog do you have? <laughs> Brand or breed? Yeah, that could be a game show. Brand or breed? Brand or breed? But I guess I think it, it generally it comes down to the actual tenant themselves and what type of person they are. Because if they're if they're clean and tidy, then they're going to clean up after their dog. Oh, this guy is really clean and tidy. He's yeah. an ideal tenant, really. So some properties can get into a right state whether there's a dog in the property or not. So you know, I guess it just depends on the people. On that note, how much of a say do you have in the tenants that go into your properties? I mean, do you insist that all applications go via you to vet them as well? No, not every application. Yeah. Um, so it depends on the agent. Some agents will just do the work. Um, when we're filling a property for the first time, the agent might come and you know say, oh, this guy's moving in, this is the circumstances. And generally, it's if there's something out of the ordinary. Yeah. If, if they just pass referencing, they're paying the rent that's advertised, mm. uh, then you know we just say, yes, that's fine. Let them move them in. Exactly. If they've gone through referencing and there are no um, CCJs or nothing coming up on the credit report that would cause or raise alarm bells, then there's really no point for us to double check what the agent has already checked. I don't know. I think on the buy-to-let side, I'm a little bit more hands-on. I like to know who's moving in because sometimes I feel like it gets a little bit too official on the letting agent side. And I kind of like to look at the applications. This is only for the buy-to-lets. On the HMOs, nah, that's down to the agent every single time. And because my portfolio is the student market, you know, one student's pretty similar to another student, so I'm de- happy. I think it depends on the agent, though, mm. and how how much of a trust you have in them and how they work with you. So if they... If they know your your tenant demographic and they're happy to work with that, then yeah, maybe for the first couple until you find the right fit. Maybe I'm just nosy. I love reading applications. <laughs> you see, I think I, you, I bet you do. I think <laughs> I you, you probably. I think there's a, there's a danger though of becoming too emotionally attached to it. I'm not emotional. Point. I'm just nosy. <laughs> well, I think I would agree with you on that because for, for the buy to let stuff, we do normally use a high street agent to yeah. find the tenants because mm. uh, that's where most tenants will look. So. Uh, and most high street agencies um, on the buy to let side will run every application past you. Yeah, I guess um, that's it true. is from, from previous experience. But most of our portfolio is HMOs. Yeah. So if, if we were to review every single uh, tenant application for the HMO oh, rooms, God. we would. That's all we would be doing. Full time yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh no, I couldn't be bothered. And also, I, I trust my letting agent with my student stuff. Just absolutely. I 
And yeah, I don't really want to know about students, to be honest. No. No. Right? No. There's things that should be left unknown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Until but, the inspection turns up some funny things. So have you, you ever realize. have you ever checked your tenants out on Facebook? Oh, <laughs> have I? I made that mistake once. Did you? <laughs> my, you that was a mistake. My, it was a mistake. Oh, my yeah. very first tenant. Oh, this is golden. Carry on. And I, I wasn't. I wasn't very hands-on with the tenant finding or doing the vetting or anything. But I was so nosy. I wanted to find out who they were, what now they were like. Now you see. And then I found out, and I regretted it. Why? Can you say? <laughs> I was a little bit judgmental, shall we say. <laughs> This was back at the very beginning and I learned my lesson. Um, so I have never, ever done that since. Wait, 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 wait. Is the tenant still there? No. Okay, so we could probably probe a little bit more. What did you see that made you judgmental? Um, without seeming too judgmental. Without yes. seeming too judgmental. And she actually had... highlighting yourself with a bad human being that you are. <laughs> this particular tenant had a little bit of a, a shady background, a shady past. And that she wasn't... Shady. She, she wasn't... Uh, too unwilling to share it on Facebook. So oh, hang on. Here's how judgmental I am. I thought you were talking about a boy. It's no, a girl. it's a girl. Okay, carry on. So she had been uh, in prison. Wow. Um, and she had been uh, in drug rehabilitation. Okay. That's fine. Uh, which is fine. Yeah, everybody has their bad days. Um, but she was uh, sharing all her stories on Facebook when she was high. Oh. oh, okay. So, you know, you don't see someone at their best okay. necessarily when they're in that state. Or sometimes you do. <laughs> or sometimes you do. <laughs> and, and you're also not using that letting agent anymore, are you? No. Oh, okay. No. Needless to say, they've both gone. Wow. <laughs> wow. So How that's why that's why I don't check up on social media or check on my tenants because you have to put a bit of faith and trust in the management team that you've put in place. Although I did follow the dog. Did you? You followed the I dog. I'm following the dog now. Is that crossing some sort of landlord boundary? I don't know. I wouldn't say so. Because we self-manage this one. So oh, okay. um, he has my number. I but the dog the has dog. your number. Does he call you up at five o'clock in the morning? It's just, a, it's just a human-sized dog, yeah. <laughs> Is the dog following you? Has the dog followed you back? I don't know. I've not checked. <laughs> that would be quite embarrassing if he hadn't. <laughs> We're wondering who this person is. <laughs> who this human is. <laughs> That's ludicrous. Okay, so I was going to... I'm intrigued uh, now. So does the dog have more dog followers or human followers on Instagram? Is it a, like a, a doggygram? I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> doggy what, what's a doggygram? I don't know. It should be a website. It should be. It should be its own social media platform. I, I, I started might, something I think you might new. Something. Write it down. <laughs> so you get, where's your pen? Do, I've go. got my pen in my hand. <laughs> doggygram. 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 <laughs> Okay, so uh, we should move this on a little bit. Yes. Hashtag, hashtag copyright. That's what were you going you to say, something. What were you going to say? I was going to move us on. Oh, sorry. Uh, was I was I going to do the, sorry. the obligatory uh, moving us on to a different type of tenant story. So we've had some positive ones. Mm. Um, maybe let's look at the reverse side of the coin. Um, obviously, we prefer our tenants to pay. Uh, what is, what's your worst tenant story uh, to date, Joe? Do you want the serious one or the, oh, my God, what the hell was going on there one? Uh, both. Okay. Yeah. Start with the latter, please. I'm more intrigued <laughs> with that one. I'll save that one, I think. I'll start with the more serious one because I think you guys can probably speak to it as well. Uh, so it was my first ever eviction. Um, so what happened was the tenant had moved in in the November and by the January hadn't paid a single dime of rent. Um, so we were two months in arrears, served a section eight and... 
I can hand on heart say I have never heard such creative excuses from a tenant as to why they had not paid the rent. Are you ready for some? Yes. Thank you for verifying. Hanging on the edge of my seat here. (laughs) He's not. Um, He is. (laughs) So... The first excuse was, so my letting agent ended up having to turn up at the door because they weren't physically answering the phone. Uh, They would answer and then they would say something. It was always health related. Um, So they would actually say terrible things like my husband has just been diagnosed with cancer. Um, And that swiftly moved from the husband being diagnosed with cancer to the lady who was answering the door saying she had recently had a diagnosis of cancer herself and only had three months to live. Wow. And could we grant her just a little bit of mercy because this was going to be the last family home before she passed away. We then also, it started to get a little bit more bizarre because they made a £40 deposit. They did pay a payment uh, after the Section 8 had been served. Uh, But the story went, well, why didn't you, the the letting agent question, why didn't you make the full payment of of monies owed? And she said, well, I sent my mum with the cash in a bag to the letting agent to pay you directly. But she got hit by a bus. I'm I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. I mean, we all know it's not true. But she got, this is what she told my letting agent. You're assuming it's not true. (laughs) I hope it's not true. Surely that would be on national news. Well, no, she said that she, her mother got hit by a bus. And it gets worse that all the money went down the drain that was right by where she got hit by a bus. How was she carrying it? Exactly. In a swag bag. I've no idea. But um, her mum died as well, which was strange because the next time they went round, it was the mum that answered the door. The dead one. (laughs) The dead one. Wow. So, yeah, it needs to say we went through the full court proceedings and that tenant, I think it was six months in total before we uh, we managed to get them out. It was first of June. Yeah, first of June. Wow. And have you had any of the payment of arrears? Nope. I haven't seen a penny. Have you chased them? To be fair, I haven't. It was only a piddly buy to let. And I think I just kind of let it. Do you know what? I? This sounds really crazy. I really enjoyed the fact that it happened. Because, <laughs> Matt's smiling at me. I really wanted the experience of serving an eviction notice, which sounds crazy because it's going to happen at some point, right? Yeah. And because it happened on like a little buy to let and not a huge amount was lost. And I was a bit more, I was further down my investing sort of career stage mm. at that point. So it was a bit of a drop in the ocean. Yeah, um, but I guess if, if someone only has one little buy to let yes, and the tenant stops it. paying, then that's all their income gone. Yeah, true, true. And it becomes a liability. It becomes a liability, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I could I could go back, but I think I mentally and emotionally and physically I've moved on. But mm. I, I learned a lot from that process, actually, about how it all works, the point at which the bailiffs go in and all of that stuff. I found mm. it fascinating. It's quite interesting that we've just gone through a very similar process. Indeed. But... Um, similar scenario tenant moved in at the beginning of this year did the mother get hit by a bus mother didn't get hit by a bus that we're aware of okay um but he moved in in january and didn't pay a dime of rent um so we had we did he paid his first month's rent and his deposit yeah so you see everything that you had to pay up front he paid and then nothing that's exactly the same as us yeah so we had no rent coming in went through served the section eight um and 21 and 21 The court found in our favour and gave him 14 days to move out, which he didn't do. So then we had to go through the same process and get the bailiffs round, which was a, it's quite an interesting process. Um, and because this is, was in a HMO, he was starting to piss off the other tenants and mm-hmm. other tenants started to move out, which means that obviously they were not getting any money for his room. Um, and the other rooms are 
more difficult to rent because he's a pain in the ass in the house. So hang on, other tenants moved out as a result of this guy? Yeah. yeah. He was being really annoying. Wow. They, they gave actually quite a lot of slack. I think they probably would have stayed if the court process had been swifter. Yeah, I think so yeah. as well. But yeah. I think having chatted to a number of solicitors about it, I think it was about the right amount of time. Mm. And I think the only way it could have been started sooner was to start the eviction process sooner. Um, and I probably, I probably would have not waited so long to start the process if it happened again. Mm. Well, how long did you wait? Two months, presumably? Probably three, oh, I think, okay. an extra. Yeah, we give him the benefit of the doubt. But he had lost his job, um, wanted to give him a little bit of right. leeway, um, but he didn't He didn't, no. uh, didn't want to play ball. Yeah. No, but in, in the ways he was annoying other tenants, so he was stealing from them. No. Um, he was friendly with one of them to start with, so they'd shared um, like codes for their doors so that they could go in and grab stuff for each other. Um, but the going in and grabbing ended up going in and grabbing in the car keys, taking the tenant's, well, his other, the other tenant's car for a joyride, um, bringing it back, parking it in a different place, and then putting the keys back. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, my write goodness. Stuff. Yeah, no, honestly. Very, yeah. very strange, very strange. But when we went in, or when the bailers went in to, to take over the property, Property was fine. He hadn't damaged a single thing. A few scuff marks on the wall, but no, no damages, which is which surprised me. So we are go- we, we have a court order for the monies, mm-hmm. and the plan is to attach it to him, so that whenever he gets a job, then we get paid before he gets paid. Yeah, I heard that you'd set this up so that it comes out of his pay packet fundamentally. Yeah, well, right? we need to trace him first. We need so, to trace him, so he will be traced, and then this will happen. Great, mm-hmm. that's good. So that's you assume, That's assuming he gets a job. Because uh, he needs yeah. to be in employment for us to be able to... needs to be employable. Employable. With the CCJs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and he sounds like an absolute delight as an employee. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. And so is he going to go into a job where his employer is going to get the court order to pay? <laughs> or is he going to do cash and hand work? Yeah. yeah. What's he going to do? Never know. Yeah. Benefits. He could do anything, which means mm. that we don't mm. see the money. But again, that has, is now resolved. He's it is gone. resolved. Move on. Put it, put it behind us. And it's, alert, it's a, a steep learning curve for us as well. It's the very first tenant that we've ever had to evict. So, Which speaks to, you know, the quality of tenant that tend to come into our properties, yeah. right? Because I've only ever had to do one. And, you know, it was a learning curve. Hmm. Yeah. And I think as the, the big learning is probably just act quicker. And the also the other thing we've done on those two properties, which are side by side, um, is to get rent guarantee insurance. Yes. Um, so... I wouldn't necessarily do it on the entire portfolio, but uh, rent guarantee insurance on certain parts of the portfolio, but strategically placed, is actually money well spent. Yeah. Um, because what happens is that as soon as they don't pay on the, their second month, it goes you, you get paid, and then it goes to the, uh, the insurance company, and they do the eviction for you to so actually pay for it all and yeah. get the tenant out, and they chase the tenant for their outstanding monies. Um, so it takes the risk away from you. So you're only ever going to be out of pocket one month's rent. Um, so we've done that on mm-hmm. those two properties yeah. um, just in case um, but again that's the minority we've yeah, got exactly. a, lot of, a yeah. lot of properties a lot of people that pay um, very well um, or, or that you know, speak to us about sorting out arrears like nice people yeah yeah, this guy mm. was not a nice person. He no. wasn't a nice no. person. No. I must admit, I've done exactly the same thing. I uh, just took out that little uh, insurance just to make sure that everything's covered. Yeah, and it just, it's just a peace of mind thing, isn't it? It's yeah, good. exactly. Okay, so should we move on to the slightly funnier stuff? Yeah, let's make it a bit happier. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Guys, can I just say, if you get into the world of the student HMO market, you see some very, very interesting things. So um, I would say that my letting agent has probably witnessed things that he would never, ever want to witness. um, But of course, shares those with you. Uh, So go on, you're going to say something. Is this podcastable podcastable <laughs> is, is this podcast well it's probably podcast worthy yeah but are we going to have to put a rating on this podcast we now? might have to okay yeah i'm so. intrigued now should we give it a solid 18 okay <laughs> <laughs> definitely beyond pg well okay so i think i'm going to start with a 12 um just start, start yeah, 12. Okay, 12 rated uh so this was on an inspection actually where i was getting one of uh, the hmos refinanced wandered into uh, knocked on the door as you always do ahead of entering into the tenant's property we'd given them 24 hours notice and uh, let's just say this particular student um, had a lot of lotions and potions lined up along the side of their bedside table that quite clearly were being used as self-lubrication is that 12 I feel like we've gone into 15 I think we're teetering on the age on the age of eighteen here. Oh, stop it! When um, my letting agent and I pulled back the covers, there was say a um, let's just say apparatus that was used in a recreational manner um, that one wears and fashions oneself. Yeah, so that was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I'm not entirely sure. This was a houseful. What a picture! Well, this was a houseful of. And then we wandered into another bedroom and there were condoms, just unused, stuffed down the back of the bed. And I mean stuffed, like this boy had a vat of condoms. I mean, this boy was very, very active. Well, at least he's been safe. Or very, very hopeful. Or very hopeful. Yeah, maybe if the bed's stuffed with condoms, then he's not not very successful. (laughs) Oh, dear. And then there was one incident where during... um, a mid-tenancy inspection, my letting agent wandered round and wandered into a bedroom, having knocked on the door, and there was about four or five people just lying in the bed and was all like, okay, sorry, and wandered back out again. Uh, I had a building control officer that I was wandering around with not so long ago, knock on one of, uh, it was a girl's bedroom door, and in he went and um, she got into a bit of a flap because she'd just come out of the shower and started accusing him of sexual assault. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit awkward. I take it these tenants know that someone's coming round. <laughs> yes, yeah? they've had 24 hours notice, but they don't pay attention because it's not important to them, do they? And then most recently, I don't know if I can share this one. Can I share it? Start the story and we'll stop you. I think I told you guys the other day. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, it's no worse than how you started the story. No, I was going to say. I can word it quite carefully. Okay, let's do that. So um, uh, my letting agent may have given me a phone call. Now, this wasn't about one of my tenants. However, it was uh, another tenant uh, who was a student on the same road uh, as, as one of our properties. And... Um, He'd phoned my letting agent in a bit of a panic to say, I've just painted two of the walls in my bedroom because they'd, they'd gone a bit off colour, they'd, they'd discoloured. And what he'd used, instead of just an emulsion that he'd found lying around in the landlord's garage, he'd picked up a big vat of gloss and he'd painted two walls of his bedroom on in white wall. glass <laughs> on the wall. Not the woodwork, on the wall. So essentially that's now a massive whiteboard massive shiny walls yeah. white walls but 
my letting agent said, so why, why, number one, why did you feel the need to do it? And he said, well, just above my headboard, there were a lot of stains. And my letting agent said, well, that's quite normal, you know, handprints, you know, you know, if you've got oily hair, mm-hmm. boys wear, you know, gel and wax and stuff. So that happens a lot. He said, oh, no, 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 that wasn't the problem. Okay, let's word this carefully. Where or you could leave it to people's imaginations. Where he'd been self-indulging, okay. he'd targeted oh. the wall. Oh. Oh. For shooting oh. practice? Should we call it that? Shooting practice. Oh. And that, apparently that's one over the course it. of a semester had built up quite a target. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? How disgusting is that? And so he even told my letting agent, my letting agent being completely inappropriate and obviously kept the student nameless, rang me because he found it hilarious and knew <laughs> I'd appreciate it. <laughs> so yeah. So, not one of mine though. <clears throat> wow. Sometimes it's better not to know. And yeah. this is why I don't Facebook... <laughs> stock my tenants anymore <laughs> I still can't believe it I think it's one of the best things I've ever it's a, and he admitted this to, his, to, the, to the agent well I mean he can't have been any more than like early 20s and just completely and utterly embarrassed and got into a complete panic because he'd painted two walls in gloss I imagine he lost his deposit yeah he did. Yeah, because that's got to be scratched off, well, typically, scraped off and repainted. Exactly, because you can't prime with that. You'd have to, yeah, no. So the whole thing would have to, and I think there may have even been replastering. So what should have been like a 70 quid annual turnover of paint turned into a £300 um, repaint. Try explaining that to your probably. parents when the bill comes around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Whole different <laughs> kind of paint job, that one. Amazing. Oh, no. Amazing. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so... No, do you have any... I've got nothing to beat that. I can't top that. Don't say beat. That's a terrible way of phrasing it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't beat that job. Oh, dear. Oh, Oh, God. Oh, dear. Um, So, on that terrible note... Shall we finish? Oh, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's finish off this podcast (laughs) and say, well, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And it's definitely goodbye from me. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on facebook search property jam podcast or you can follow us on instagram at property jam podcast or you can email us at property jam podcast at outlook.com see, see you on, on the next, next episode, episode.